That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you're finished listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? And have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. Um, I'm doing well today. And um, because we're kind of recording a little bit on an off day today, um, yeah. I have not done a review um, but I'm due for one in a couple of days. So, yeah. Uh, but I have made uh, some decent progress. I think last week uh, I mentioned my physical inbox was uh, was starting to get a little high. So I've managed to work through most of it, and I'm very hopeful that this week's weekly review will be a true inbox zero physical email omnifocus weekly review. For the first time in a long time. Woo. You go, James. (laughs) You go. Meanwhile, yes, the reason we're slightly off of our regular recording schedule is uh, I was at a conference last week, and conferences are definitely the best intention killers (laughs) for Mm -hmm. me, Uh, because A, you're, you're totally off your routine, B, the most important thing for you to think about is like, am I going to be on time for the next event in this conference? You know, and and the idea of something outside of that realm, you know, waiting back at home is very, very distant. Then there's the whole, you stay up too late, you talk too much to too many people, and you just get tired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Physically and mentally. So that's me. I'm on my uh recuperation upswing just now from the XOXO conference that was in Portland and um a great conference um but maybe not the most productivity oriented <laughs> but that's okay that and that is okay not everything has to be productivity oriented uh, yes right so uh Yeah, so this week, there's a topic that's on both of our minds, which is calendars, because uh, calendars are obviously a key piece of the whole getting things done system or any system for, you know, being productive, or at least not missing appointments and deadlines. Right. They're important. Um, And we've we've talked a lot about email. We've talked a fair amount about... uh, how we use OmniFocus, but we realized we haven't said a darn thing about calendars at all. (laughs) No, no. So today we figure we will dive into that subject. And I was giving it some thought, like, when did I really go like all in on digital calendar versus a paper calendar? And one of the things that I remember is that I didn't want to do it until I had an iPhone because I really didn't want to have calendars on something that I couldn't carry with me. And the first iPhone, I was excited because I realized, oh, I can sync my calendars and contacts. That was my reason for buying an iPhone. I had no idea what else it could do, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I sort of knew, but until I had it in my hand, and then I was like, wait, you can go on the internet with this thing. 
<laughs> and you can do all these other things. And that was the first one with only the built-in apps. But, you know, one of the built-in apps was Calendar. That was great because there's no way I could imagine having my calendar on my Mac when I w- didn't always have my Mac in my pocket. Mm-hmm. When I worked at Apple for a while, we used Meeting Maker. Um, prior to that, I was using, oh my gosh, I've used uh, Now Up to Date way back mm-hmm. when. That was before I joined Apple. I used, um, there was this app called Daymaker way, mm-hmm. way back on the Mac. Um, <laughs> and then as soon as iCal came out with iSync, I kind of jumped on that and got one of the supported cell phones. Um, and so I've been using digital calendars, uh, for a pretty long time. Um, even if it was just on my Mac. I mean, now I can't imagine going back. <laughs> and when I see people with their paper calendars, I'm like, but how do you sync that to all your devices? <laughs> right. What if you lose that thing? You know, there's no backup. So, yeah, so definitely started out with the built-in Apple Calendar. And I was pretty happy with that for a long time. But then uh, there was some year where they made some UI changes to iCal. And I didn't like it anymore. And I, I, what I remember is that when you wanted to see an event that was in your calendar, you had to click on it and it was like a popover or something. And I, I like much better the event showing up in, uh, you know, sidebar or side tray, um, on the calendar. And that's when I first began exploring other calendars. And I went to BusyCal, which, um, it's one of those things It was so long ago, it's hard to remember why exactly I switched over. <laughs> but I became very much a fan of BusyCal. And then um, just recently, I decided, so BusyCal came out with a new version. And I was already using Fantastical on my iOS devices. And I thought, I should give Fantastical on the Mac another try. Now I'm Fantastical across the board. And so the main reason you're Fantastical is just you prefer the kind of sidebar inspector as opposed to a popover? I I think that's part of it. I also think that, um, you know, I went in and looked at Calendar, as it's called on the Mac now, and I thought, yeah, it doesn't – it it shows you like, you know, your month view is very – data heavy. And I like being able to see um, what's coming up next, you know, in a list. And Fantastical shows you that um, in one sidebar while still showing you the month. On the uh, iPhone when you or the iPad, you look at a month view, and it just puts little dots in each day for whether there's an event on that day or not. And, you know, the way we live now, Basically, every day has a dot, but some days don't have a dot. And I look at them and go like, ah, a day without (laughs) a dot. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. (laughs) So, um, I'm not saying that's a feature of, you know, a feature to search out, but it's one of the things that makes me happy. So 
I think I just like overall like the UI better of Fantastical versus Calendar on the Mac. And I definitely like the Fantastical natural language ability to, it took me a little while to get on board with it because I was so used to entering events in the way the calendar wanted me to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, like that once I finally started just writing in things like lunch with so-and-so on Thursday at two, and that, you know, became an event all perfectly formatted. I like that a lot. Nice. Um, Yeah. And I've heard really good things about Fantastical, but uh, I just use the built-in calendar app on Mac and iOS um, for a while, they took away that view where you could tap on iOS where you tap on the dot and then mm-hmm. underneath it'll show you everything for the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that happened in iOS 7. They took it away. And then I think there was a bit of an uproar. And so they put it back because to <laughs> me, that's that's a very useful way, especially on the phone for being able to get through a lot of information quickly in you know, not a giant screen. Um, and then on the Mac, the thing that they had done for a while is you didn't have a calendar sidebar. Your list of calendars had to be a popover, mm-hmm. um, which seemed kind of dumb considering I have this giant screen on the Mac. So please let me have a sidebar. Yeah. But now they've put that back the way it was. So all in all, I never find myself wishing that I that the calendar apps could do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been pretty happy with them. On the other hand, I haven't really tried Fantastical, and it sounds like that natural language kind of way of entering new events might be might be pretty useful. But on the other hand, I've been doing it the other way so long, it's <laughs> kind of like the muscle memories there that I don't even – it doesn't even occur to me that there might be a better way to be doing this. Yeah. No, I think that, like I said, I, I didn't really use that what, that natural language input, which was, you know, kind of a, a marquee feature. It is a marquee feature of Fantastical. But because I was uh, used to just entering things, you know, field by field, and it worked out okay. But it's cool once you start using it. I think it's important for developers to remember that most people are not the experts on Mm -hmm. the various features you add or subtract and then add later. So in the case um, where calendar or iCal, the Apple calendar changed and I looked for something else and I found it, I had no reason to look back at that Apple calendar you know, to see if they added it back. I mean, I wasn't keeping score. I was just like, okay, I have a new thing and I'm using it now and I'm fine with that. So, you know, that's, um, I think most people are like that. You know, there's definitely people who review the, not just calendars, but say productivity software as well. And they are up on the latest um, features and such, but the average person just starts using something. And if it's working for them, they don't have much um, motivation to look for something else. And I guess the other thing to kind of talk about besides the tools themselves is um, maybe a little bit about the GTD 
philosophy of when something should go on your calendar and when something shouldn't go on your calendar. Um, And that was something that was a big change for me where I would put a lot of things on my calendar that really were not – like something in GTD should only go on your calendar if it's an actual thing that really has to happen on a particular day or at a particular mm-hmm. time on a particular day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if there's something that can happen sometime during the next week, it doesn't belong on your calendar. But those, like, our recording session today is on my calendar because – if you if you're sitting around ready to record and I'm not around or vice versa then you know it's not much of a good recording no. session um <laughs> but but if it's something like uh we need to edit this week's podcast right. well that can happen you know any time between the time we record it and the time we post it so it doesn't really belong on a calendar Appointments, I think, always belong on the calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, something where you are supposed to rendezvous with another person. <laughs> and then, yes, I agree. Like editing the podcast doesn't go on the calendar because it could be done anytime between when we finish the recording and when it should be posted, which is um, our schedule is to post on Friday. But would you put a thing in your calendar, like an uh, an event or an all-day thing that says post the weekly review on Friday? Um, so that's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about the different kind of tasks. Um, and I know in the GTD book, the mention is made that like if there's an event that needs to happen on a particular day – that it probably belongs on your calendar. The way I've been thinking about tasks is that, like, there's appointments, like things that on a particular day, there's a start and an end time. Those definitely belong on your calendar. For me, the notion of, like, a task that has a time window, like there's a start, like it, you can start working on a certain point and then mm-hmm. you can do it anytime within a range of time. Um, those usually I'll do in OmniFocus with a defer date and a deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been on the fence. I kind of, at least for me, think that those, even if it's something that needs to happen like on Friday, sometime beginning on Friday at midnight and ending at, in this case, maybe Friday at noon to post the thing. Somewhere mm-hmm. in that time, this needs to happen. To me, that still feels more like a, it feels more like something I would put in OmniFocus than on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Even though it still is very time based. Yeah. I mean, and I think that relies on how likely are you to look at OmniFocus before noon on Friday? Um, I, I feel like I always look at my calendar, like first thing in the morning mm-hmm. or last thing at the end of the day, reminding myself what's on schedule for the next day. And, uh, you know, in the 
best of all possible worlds, I'm looking at OmniFocus first thing in the morning as well. Um, but if I'm not, then it probably should go on my calendar, <laughs> considering that I forgot to post uh, the episode two weeks ago. <laughs> Because I forgot it was Friday or something. <laughs> so, so something that makes me, I don't know. Nothing is foolproof. Let's put it that way. Oh, that's absolutely true. And the, <laughs> I mean, it's also the, the case that since you, we usually know about how long it takes to kind of edit it and do the posting and what have you, that it may make sense to just literally make it a, an actual appointment. Mm hmm. With a start and an end time that shows up on your calendar so you make sure it gets done. Yeah. The other thing that does show up on calendars are those, um, you know, those kind of day banners. Like mm -hmm. you might have one for XOXO, right? You have those three, yes. three days marked off that I'm at XOXO. Mm -hmm. when, and, I mean, I'm going to be at uh, Swift by Northwest uh, next month yes, up in are. Portland. And um, so, yeah, that is marked off. That's not even a particular thing that I'm doing, right? It's just mm -hmm. I need – those are often I need to be a particular place at a particular time. Exactly. Um, and even the flights are separate events, right? Right. But it always feels weird to me to put like some – a high level to do at the same level as these kind of banner tasks that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm – I'm at Disneyland, or I'm back in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I have discovered that's been interesting, because I have been doing a podcast for the micro.blog community, which is called Micro Monday, and it's a once-a-week interview with somebody from the community, and it publishes on Monday, <laughs> and it must publish on Monday, because it's called Micro Monday, but... Our community is not just people here on the West Coast, they're everywhere. And I finally um, relented and started using a tool that lets people schedule with me, you know, and they can pick times that work for their time zones that presumably work for mine as well. Um, and that has made me clean up my calendar a lot because when I look at my calendar, if it's just a thing between me and myself, <laughs> I know like, oh, I put that thing on there, but if necessary, I can skip it, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can move it or whatever. But in order to make the calendaring scheduling tool work, I have to make sure that my calendar is clean, like for another person to look at. Now, I've been using a tool called When Works, and it's an iOS app. It's pretty cool. And when when works asks you like which calendars should I look at when determining whether or not you are already booked, and I realized oh there's some things that I put on the calendar that I would definitely forego if somebody needed you know to schedule me during that time. So in the last week I've created a new calendar to put those things on, and so here's an example of what I'm talking about. I mean, if I have an appointment with you, that's a solid thing. I, I, I'm not rescheduling that. But um, there was a notice recently from the Lyft 
uh, hub here in Portland. So I drive for Lyft occasionally. And they mentioned that this one car wash was going to be offering free car washes to Lyft drivers the next four Fridays and what time, you know, a certain time. So I put that in my calendar um, so that I would remember. There's no other way I would remember that. But I'm not going to go out of my way to go get a free car wash when if somebody needs to talk to me during that time. So I created a new um, calendar in my calendar list called optional, which means um, I move things like that to optional. And therefore, when somebody looks um, at my main calendar availability, when they use when works, they can see they, you know, a car wash will not bump an episode recording, <laughs> for example. Right, but right. if nobody signs up for it, I might go get my car washed. But uh, you never know because there's people in the UK and Europe and Australia, and and I need to be pretty flexible if I'm going to be able to talk to them. So anyway, it, it just what it uh, what it taught me is that my calendar was very personal, <laughs> in the sense that I didn't I totally understood it. I knew what was real and what was optional and what was aspirational perhaps. But uh, in order to make a service like that work, I had to set some real hard rules about what went on my main calendar and what needed to be moved elsewhere. That's interesting. And so at least for me, I know that uh, the the only trouble I would see is that there's – I would probably have to block out certain chunks of the day where I prefer not to have a phone call if necessary. Mm -hmm. Like I tend to be most productive in the mornings. So I tend to prefer to have like schedule phone calls in the afternoon. Um, But then I'd have to kind of have some fake block of time every day that just to keep it from – scheduling at those times, I guess? Or maybe the app, does it let you pick? So you can choose like the range of times that you're available instead of trying to, say, block up your whole calendar in in order to make only certain times of the day free. Mm -hmm. So if you said, I am available from noon to four, noon to six on Monday through Friday, plus I'm available noon to two on Saturday or whatever, if you're trying to be flexible, because definitely in order for those international calls to happen, (laughs) you have to be a little more flexible than nine to five. It's interesting, you know, it's a new experience for me, scheduling like this, because I was doing emails back and forth with people and also totally going like, so that would be like 7 p.m., Pacific and 10 a.m. Australian time or whatever, um, and hopefully making sure that that person and I were on the same page time zone wise. Mm-hmm. And so this is, you know, this lets them pick a time that works for them and schedules it in my calendar at the appropriate time in my time zone. And if I only do four of those a month, which is an interesting number because when works is free for up to five scheduled appointments a mm-hmm. month. <laughs> if I did more than that, I would happily pay for it. It's a, it's a very nice service. So it looks I really nice. It really yeah. does. 
Yeah. So if you're the type of person who needs to schedule interviews or whatever, and they're out of your time zone on a regular basis, definitely recommend checking out when works. That's great. I I think uh, I might have to try that out. Yeah. I mean, you could just use it one time for that person in London, you know, where you're going to go back and forth too many times, but it does make you reevaluate like what's how your calendar is structured because <laughs> mm-hmm. your, your calendar has to be structured appropriately for it to work. Um, well, you got anything else on your mind uh, calendar wise or anything else wise? James? Um, no, I think uh, calendar wise, that's uh, I think, <laughs> I think we've given that topic a, pretty good going over. Okay, then it's time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to getting things done. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. We're also on micro.blog, where we are at The Weekly Review, and on Twitter at weeklyreviewfm. It would be great if you would rate or review this podcast. We've had some very nice reviews and nice ratings, and getting more would just make us smile more. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you got to do You'll think about them all in the weekly review The weekly review, yeah, the weekly review Sitting down, it's all coming